As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hello, I'm Adam Hurry and what you're about to hear is pure cliches. A few minutes we think perfectly encapsulate the essence of our podcast. So whether you hopped on board the football cliches bandwagon way back in the lockdown days or you're still wondering just how deep into the language of the game this podcast goes. We hope you enjoy our surgical treatment of the concept of a winger having a fullback on toast, and one of our most glorious moments, unearthing one of the holy grails of 1990s football culture, the original punditry audio from the intro to Badil and Skinner's Three Lines. One particular observation from Lee Dixon uh, was sent to me by Tom Miller. Let's hear it. It's Harry Kane for England. For Hugo Lloris. However, timing he can get the ball, he's just got to feed Saka. Got Fernandez on toast, he doesn't know what to do with him. Um, Tom Miller asks Dave, according to Lee Dixon, Saka had Theo Hernandez on toast. Is it only a winger that can have a fullback on toast? Or any other usages acceptable? It is it is that narrow, isn't it? That's the only that's the only toastable scenario in football, isn't it? That, I'd say so, yeah. I'd say so. Would would well, a striker up against a centre-back. You can't have anyone on toast in the, in the central areas, Charlie, can yeah. you? No, I was thinking what that would be, though. That's where my mind went. What would you say when a centre-forward... I mean, I guess bullying him or schooling him... Uh, giving him boys, the runaround. Giving the runaround, yeah. It's that sort of stuff. Chasing shadows. Um, I, I would actually I would actually permit a, a limited use of the inverted in the pocket, in his pocket. I, th- I feel like a striker can have a defender in his pocket. I am sort of becoming more sympathetic to the inverse use of this. I think I heard that. I think someone said that um, mm. in relation to this game. I can't remember. It may, it maybe it was about Saka. The only exception on toast, if you you know you know how Henri used to just destroy Carragher whenever they played. Mm. Obviously, he his game Henri he was a striker, but it was about drifting wide yeah. into wide mm. areas, which is a bit of a which maybe is like is a bit of a cheat. But I think you could legitimately have said he's got Carragher on toast. But. Uh- I, I think you're right, maybe, but mm. it, but it's still the fundamental thing about it is that you're running past them with it's the ball, pace. isn't it? You're just yeah, yeah. You're, just, you're sprinting past them. Yeah, yeah. You, you, if you were giving them a physical situation, that wouldn't be on toast at all. Kane, Kane. I saw some people sort of referring in similar sort of language to Kane and Upamecano on Saturday because mm. he he was quite visibly just turning him every time. Upamecano was too close, and Kane was getting in for that one that was 
should there was nearly a penalty. The other one where he had the shot against Lloris. Um But I, I, yeah, it, it went. It's one of those where you hear the you hear the phrase. What's the first thing that pops into your head? It's as you say, a winger repeatedly beating fullback. Yeah, agreed. Um, Leo Watkins also heard this. He wondered, Charlie, who is the most on toastiest player? Be that the <laughs> topping or the eater? Um, who's the most toasted Ooh. fullback? Well, I mean, back in the day, he wasn't fullback, but I, but I do. I feel like Carragher was. People yeah. did have him on toast a bit because he wasn't the quickest before mm. he moved into central area. Torrid, famously torrid times. I mean, Gary Neville towards Not, the end of his career. His final he, game, yeah. Yeah, his Brom. final game. And there was one earlier in that season against Stoke where he should have been sent off. He was so off the pace. I think it was Matty Etherington had him on toast. Mike on against Mike on against Mike on and Bale yeah. is hugely toast. That's immense toast. Was Danny Mills on toast at Highbury a couple of times? Quite or was that just more of a general ridicule situation? Sort of got nutmeg by Perez and... Yes, there was that, yeah. That, but that was he was a kind of pantomime villain. Yeah, but didn't um, actually get rinsed for pace necessarily. Sli- yeah, slightly different. More just made to look a bit clumsy, mm. I think. So now we've, we've, covered, we've covered the phrase. We've covered what we think it means in the general framework of being on toast. Um, what we need is, a, is another ex-player's angle on this. And we're better... And Jay Bothroyd watching the game on Sky Sports News. This, this is the real. This I love this variation on it. They, they don't know what to do. When when Saka's got the ball, Hernandez he's got Hernandez on absolute toast. He doesn't know where to go outside or inside. <laughs> I love <laughs> absolute toast. It's so so good. I, I, there are about there are about ten percent of words in the in particularly football language. If you put absolute next to it, makes it so so much better. But absolute toast is great, Dave. I love it. Absolute on absolute toast. On absolute toast. Do you like uh, brown or white uh, absolute <laughs> toast? Actually, please mate. <laughs> and it's great because you. Yeah, I mean, it's basically he's absolutely got him on toast. It's mm. just like, like playing with the syntax. But it, it, it's almost like the famous John Hartson running a mock, running an absolute mock, which mm. is the, the finest of that genre. But yeah, no, that's brilliant. It adds a kind of layer of recent ex-player credibility to the phenomenon as well. It might not mm. be grammatically correct, but it add, there's more emphasis on it. it, it you can visualise it better. He's on absolute toast. It, it got me thinking, though, Charlie, the, we established what the, the areas of the pitch where being on toast happens. But I also think it's not just based on what has happened actually happened to that defender yeah, I'd say it's about 50% evidence and the rest of it is hypothesis it's a little bit like doing it in advance you're saying give him the ball and he will have him mm. on toast I think there's an element of this could carry on going about it yeah I mean because I'll often think that you know when I'm watching say England or whoever I'm like he, you know you're up against this guy he's like he's so old just get at him you don't that's not really based on evidence necessarily it's more an assumption that because he's quite old or maybe he's playing out of position you know it's a centre back or something it's like test him get at his legs so yeah there is it is based a lot on assumption that it will keep happening I've got to mention at this at this point while we're on the subject after the live show in Dublin last month we uh, were having a chat with one of the guys in in the pub afterwards, and he came up and he and he was desperate to show us a tweet that he that he'd had in his mind for years, and it was from February 2017, mm. and it was Keith Andrews commentating on PSG against Barcelona in the Champions League, and on Presnel Kimpembe, he said he settled like absolute snow this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. Put the word absolute yep. in there and it really works. It really does work. Settled <laughs> like absolute snow. Like pure snow. How 
weird. I don't think I've ever heard like settled like snow. Is it what? Has he sort of come to terms with the game, sort of thing? I guess so. Yeah, was he a new signing at the time or set? Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a completely ludicrous. Too literal statement. use of the word settled. There, <laughs> yeah. If anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No wonder. No, no wonder you enjoyed it. to your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Clichés. But now, David Walker, Charlie Eccleshare. Boy, do I have something for you. Um, Charlie, I'm going to have to... Because Dave already knows about this, annoyingly, which I kept it from him. But, Charlie, if I said the UEFA Cup quarter-final second leg between Nottingham Forest and Bayern Munich on the 19th of March 1996, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? Well, I remember listening to that game on the radio really Um, I remember buying this is the second leg I remember buying one 5-1 real chastening evening Mm. for Forrest Klinsman Mm. was Papa still there Um, was he ever there Um, Klinsman Klinsman was the man in in, Klinsman I remember coming you know oh he'd been at Spurs the season before and came back and actually that team had a lot of the team that then went on to win Euro 96 yeah. Well, of course, it was it was a chastening season for English clubs in Europe, Dave. Manchester uh, Blackburn Rovers crashed out, I think we can safely say, oh, the, yeah. mm. of the Champions League. Manchester United went out to Rota Volgograd in the UEFA Cup. Peter Schmeichel scoring. Liverpool went out UEFA Cup to Bromby. Leeds mm. were thrashed by Piers V. Eindhoven. So, in summary, it was very much a fallow period for, for English clubs in Europe vintage English teams in Europe of that period really the haplessness yeah I've, I'm giving this the very much a tantric build up this <laughs> I'm so intrigued as to what this could possibly be yeah just to give everyone a little bit of context here is uh, from a few episodes ago on Football Clichés this is um, this is something we were talking about Three Lions Fever got to such a stage. Um, friend of the show, The Telegraph's Tom Gibbs, challenged me to try and find the original audio for the punditry at the start of Three Lions, which I thought would be an easy job. I couldn't find any of it. I feel like, it's, it, Dave, it's the, it's the YouTube holy grail. But if, if anyone could find any of those three bits of punditry on YouTube, I'd be eternally grateful. Yeah, we do need to yeah, conduct a nationwide search, I That'd think. Be calling, calling all archivists out there. No way. No way. That... No. Literally have tears in my eyes. I have oh my tears God. in my eyes at what is about to unfold. This. So it's it's one of those, it's one of, I mean, yeah. this is incredible. This is, this is absolutely amazing. I mean, the, 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 the Football Clichés wow. podcast ends after today, quite yeah. frankly. There's nothing left. This is from the post-match analysis of Nottingham Forest versus Bayern Munich. Oh, in March wow. 1996. Dave, Q clip number one. Bayern played well in the second half, but it's so much easier to play when you're 3-0 up and 4-0 up. <laughs> On a wider context, I think it's bad news for the English game. <laughs> the results are <laughs> for me, it's a mockery of the people that I knew it. that we've got the best league in the world. I knew it. Oh. I said in that episode when we talked about it, I bet, I bet it's from a completely unrelated game to England it's just someone's found a nice soundbite in a game and they thought that's the one that is amazing Did, but does Jimmy Hill then go on to say we'll go on getting bad results there or is that from something else oh I don't know I don't know Dave does he go on to oh say oh my it? god let's find out no we get bad results yeah. I agree, I agree, uh, yeah. in the European Championship we'll go on getting bad results in the future ah! Ah, this is incredible. Oh, it's like fucking. It's lit- I mean, we are literally finding a sample from a song, but it's like finding a sample from a song. Fucking hell. Now, I mean, as I try and talk through the emotion of this, 
Charlie, I'd like to furnish you with the third and final sample from the intro to Three Lines, but I don't have it. I do not have it. The Trevor Brooking quote of we're not creative enough, we're not positive enough, is still out there in the wild. I don't know where it is. Don't know where it is. To complete that set. But it's nice to leave it hanging a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, that the mission goes on, but that, that's unbelievable. <laughs> If anyone, if anyone has persisted with this episode of this podcast through the demonyms all the way through to here, then you are rightly and justly rewarded. What a day, Dave! Really, I, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite pleased that our instincts were correct and that it was in just some random game. And I'm still, but you know, we found it. But I'm still would be fascinated to hear from whoever was the person who made that decision? Who was it? Was it the producers? Were um, Skinner and Badil watching that game for some reason? I don't know. How did they How did they happen upon that? Because it is proper needle in a haystack stuff, as we've, as we've found out. March 96, quite late to be getting it as well. It's presumably the last thing they must have recorded. It's like, oh, we probably need a bit of punditry. Can we just go and find a game that was... Maybe that was what it was. It just happened yeah. to, at that moment, it suddenly occurred to them, oh, we, we do, it would be good to have a, a, a voice. Yeah. And I, or what if they saw that and thought that just would be perfect. Yeah. Well, the hunt begins now for Trevor Brooking's third and final piece. This is, I mean, um, what, we were talking about this before the show. One of the producers said it was, this was like Indiana Jones. This is literally, this is literally like finding like two of the three pieces of some precious artifact. Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, yeah, thanks. This to, feels like Lord of the Rings. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, I, I feel like I... Dave, I need to hear those clips one more time. Yeah, come on. Bayern played well in the second half, but it's so much easier to play when you're 3-0 up and 4-0 up. On a wider context, I think it's bad news for the English game. The result tonight and the performances in Europe, for me, make a mockery of the people that continually say that we've got the best league in the world. It's amazing. It's so... It's so it's just buried in there. It's literally, yeah. what, four or five mm. words in the middle of this yeah. thing, and it's become this absolutely iconic piece of audio that we have relived again and again and again successive generations have heard those words from alan hansen there's probably people alive who who only know alan hansen through mm. three lions mm -hmm. and it's just it's just a snippet of his or from one game from nottingham forest against bayern munich i mean of all things it's um it's amazing it's just the, the fact that we're so familiar with the cadence of the tone of those words and they did they sort of literally just slip out of nowhere Oh, it's just wonderful. Uh, let's hear Jimmy Hill again, please. We not only get bad results yeah, agree, agree, uh, yeah. in the European Championship, we'll go on getting bad results in the future. So he's talking about England there, Charlie, presumably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we were kind of half right in our suspicions all this time. Yeah. Mm. This is just incredible. And that was such a good reveal, the way you uh, built that up. I, like well. I, over I overdid it, but I don't care. I don't care. There was no elegant way for me to do this. I was so fucking excited. It was unbelievable. No, that was brilliant because the penny suddenly dropped. I was yeah. like, no, it can't be. Incredible. Can it? Well, if anyone out there can, can get the third and final piece of this, I'll be so, so happy. There's nothing left to say. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Charlie. See everybody next time. Goodbye. I think it's bad news for the English game. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming
If you enjoyed that little snippet of football cliches, make sure to check out our extensive back catalogue of almost 250 episodes of the most niche and obscure football content that still makes perfect sense. The Athletic.